Hello, everyone, and welcome. You're listening to the 888 Align podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Hanna. I'm a serial entrepreneur who likes to immerse into many facets of life, focusing on growth, mindset, healing, and soul alignment. Eight represents strength, prosperity, balance, power, overcoming, stability, and to me, the yin and yang of life. Pain weaves the gratitude for the beauty in life and appreciation for our generational evolution. You're in the right place if you're looking to dive deeper into finding meaning within yourself and your life experiences, work towards transforming into and aligning with your highest version of yourself, take action steps towards building and creating the life of your dreams, as well as explore discussions on health and wellness, balance, self-care, plus areas like travel, fashion, art, culture, manifestation, entrepreneurship, and even a little spirituality. To be 888 aligned means to be aligning to your strongest and most powerful and enlightened version of yourself. To continue to evolve and always be open to growth while staying true to your core values and individuality. Let's get started with this week's alignment. Hello, everyone, and good morning. Welcome back to 888 Aligned. Thank you for taking the time to check out the podcast and tune in as always. Happy New Year. Hello and welcome 2024. I hope you all enjoyed your holidays and celebrations into the new year. I know for some of us, it is more difficult than others during the holiday season. So I hope you all found some peace in some way during the holidays and hopefully entering into the new year feeling calm, rested, and ready for a full new year of happiness, success, and growth. And if you're not there yet, take your time, but maybe listen back to my other episode before this on entering into the new year and some steps you can take to really set yourself up for a good year ahead. So I've talked about being an entrepreneur a lot, but haven't yet made an episode on how to start a business or maintain one or the steps to take to start a business or the different parts and functions of a business and how they move together and how they grow. And I can really do a ton of episodes on different aspects of business from literally the very beginning, starting from scratch and bootstrapped to how to grow and market and expand your business. So expect more episodes in the new year about business and being an entrepreneur and going out on your own and starting a side hustle or whatever it is that fits with your life and what you're trying to do. And for today, for the first episode on all of that, I wanted to talk about the things I wish I knew before starting a business. Because I know for those of you who are either thinking of going out on your own, just starting out, maybe struggling a little bit to get off the ground, just beginning the small business owner journey, or haven't even thought of starting a business, but you're curious or interested, or maybe you even have a business and things are going well, and frankly, you're going to relate to this. These are some tips and tricks and some of my experiences that are just something I wish that I heard from somebody who had gone through the experience that have been very beneficial for me to learn along the way. I just really want to share that information and value, give back, prepare some of you guys, and just give some insight that I think would be helpful to hear. Sometimes I've even had to remind myself as I go even years in on these tips and I'm so glad I have them because they're good for me to fall back on. They're basically like my foundational belief system that really helps me keep going and also find success in a lot of the things that I do, especially when I'm having the lower points or a difficult time because it really is just a roller coaster out here. For my fellow entrepreneurs and business owners, I know you understand what I mean. There is so much up and down with owning a business and being an entrepreneur, but we often would rather the roller coaster of that life instead of working a corporate nine to five. So with all that, let's get into today's episode. So we do have many aspects within business, and it also encompasses how we work and how we believe the foundational systems we have in place. It all starts with first mindset. I truly believe that. Our mindset is really based on a lot of factors. It could be on how you grew up and your projection on life. It could be based on your pure motivation behind what you want to do in life. It could be based on the different adversities you've had to face within life and the resilience you've come out with from that. But having control over our mindset is vital in my opinion when it comes to owning a business, because a business is going to test you. And it's going to really be one of those things that you think 
that you will take your emotion out and you really should. But in the beginning, it becomes really fully a lot of emotion because you become so attached to what you're building and you enter into a place where it's easy to either be torn down or you work to overcome and you build a tough skin. And I have noticed that my mindset has shifted dramatically throughout owning a business from when I first started when I was 23 with my first business. I was very motivated in life. I came out with this hustle culture vibe where I was type A and constantly pushing myself, overworking myself. But I also truly believe that I could really do anything. I have always felt like that because I have grown up with that mindset that I was going to start a business from a very young age. And I always felt I was in a different mindset in that way, only because of the people I was surrounded with. And a lot of people might feel this way as well, at least to those who want to go out and start their own business. I used to have conversations with people, whether it had been in high school or college, and sometimes they just really wanted to work a nine-to-five and be happy on the weekends. I had a conversation very specifically like that in college where one kid told me he just really just wanted to live for the weekends. And that was just never my ideal lifestyle. But of course, I know that some people do want to do that. So if you are the type of person who wants to do different things and not just live for the weekends and expand your lifestyle and grow and expand life experiences, then you may feel more called to this type of episode. So I've always had this passion and fire inside of me that I was going to really just start a bunch of businesses and I was going to be very successful and bring in a lot of money for my family. And this mindset has been in the back of my mind for a very long time. So the fire that has been pushing me to work and pushing me to come up with ideas and to feel like the world is my oyster and I could really just do anything that I would find success in anything I do because I was always so sure that I was going to accomplish big things has been one of the driving factors behind me. But on top of that, having studied martial arts since I was about four years old through my 20s, so about 20 plus years of that, has also helped me through because of the discipline behind it, which is also a mindset discipline. It's incredibly important when it comes to running a business. A lot of people talk about it in the lifestyle way, like getting up at the same time every day and eating healthy meals and not drinking and reading every day and and don't do this and don't do that. But discipline follows you through with how you conduct business, how you create good habits, how you pursue things that are starting off very slow in business, and how you keep pushing and pushing and don't give up just because things didn't work out the first time or the second time or even the hundredth time. The discipline in studying martial arts for me has created a foundational structure that has forced me to know that when something doesn't work, I don't just stop. That's the same thing with I'll take it back to something as simple as breaking wood for a belt test, okay? You know, we would be going to punch our fists and our feet into wood, whether it was a punch or a kick. And if it didn't break, we couldn't move forward within our test. We had to keep pushing through to break that wood. And sometimes this wood was very thick wood, okay? It was either really thick or it was multiple pieces of wood and stacks of wood. And of course, this was definitely intimidating at a young age, okay? But we had to keep trying to break through the wood. So what I would do is I would visualize myself breaking through and passing through that wood and gliding through it before I would do it. I would literally think about doing it. And I would see myself doing that. And every single time, I kid you not, every single time I would visualize myself doing this, punching through that wood, kicking through that wood, Then I would go and take the action and I would visualize it while I'm taking the action and then I would break through it very simply and easily and every single time. I never had an issue actually whenever I would visualize this. So my visualizations and belief system were very strong then because I had this consistency happening. I started at a young age where I started this consistency of visualizing that I was breaking through this wood. So every single time I thought I was going to break through it, I broke through it. I didn't have anyone coming into my head telling me I wasn't going to. And there was, of course, times where I didn't break through that wood, some of which I definitely can't remember because, again, I started this when I was four. But as I started getting older and as I was encouraged every single time to break through the wood and I can do it and I can do it because no one is telling you you can't when you're trying to pass a test there at these martial arts schools and trying to break through the wood. No one's getting into your head and saying, no, you can't break that. Everyone is encouraging you to break through the wood, right? So as I grew up and as I got older and as I started having more and more success of breaking through different stacks of wood and thickness of wood and 
visualizing myself and then breaking through it, my belief system got stronger and stronger. And I continued to have success of just breaking through it very easily because I believed so much so that I was going to break through it. But when we don't have that, when we don't have the success and when we don't have the encouragement only, and when we have these instances where we fail and then we're not encouraged only and we're kind of told, well, maybe it's time to give up or maybe it's time to stop or maybe you can't do this. This tends to deter us and it tends to stop us from believing, especially when we don't have either the encouragement or the previous success or the proof behind it. But it doesn't mean that we should allow it to stop us from believing. And that's where we kind of mess up a lot of times. People start getting into our heads while we're first starting out and we don't have that strong foundational belief system. And that's where the tough skin part has to come in. And sometimes we do need failures and we do need criticisms to honestly build a tougher skin for us because sometimes when we don't start off, let's say our upbringing didn't start us off this way or our experiences didn't start us off this way where our belief systems are strong and they're penetrable and we're vulnerable, even if we are capable of accomplishing, our belief system is half of it. And if someone gets into your head and you start believing them, you're suddenly going to not attract and not bring in the things that are helping you get to that success. And that's a very complex philosophy that I truly believe in because I've experienced this myself. I've experienced it on the one end with the martial arts, and I've also experienced it within business and my belief systems being impacted by other people and being vulnerable on the other end, which I'm going to get into. So anyway, breaking that wood, for me, became very easy. Breaking through all of these things because I had to start this so young that I would visualize it, I would do it every single time. And it it became easier and easier because I would see it, I would do it, and it would be done. And then my belief got stronger. That's just one example, of course. There's tons of examples within martial arts that have made me very disciplined. But the discipline also involves the belief that something at the end is going to happen. So I feel like they're very paired in that way. Within the discipline is the belief, the focus, the pursuit of action, and then taking the action with the pulled-in energy in the attraction of the desired goal and forcing it through to the end. And by doing that, it has allowed me to really pursue business in a different way and see things in a different light, which has allowed me to feel like I can just do anything. I just see it. I work towards it. If it doesn't work the first time, I just have to see it differently. I just have to pivot differently. I still feel that way about things that I'm still building now, that I haven't seen yet the end goal in my reality yet in my physical reality, but I see it visually. When I say discipline is important, it is incredibly vital to the success of your business. The consistency, the habitual patterns, the willingness to keep trying, the willingness to change things around when they aren't working out and pivot to keep trying to reach that end goal, the attraction of what it is that you want with that end goal and the actions you take are all part of the discipline within it. These two pieces of the law of attraction and the law of action And then that very beginning of attraction also comes from the visualization you have of what it is that you want and getting down to the core of what it is that you feel pulled to and your soul feels aligned to. And how do you get to that point where you find where your soul feels aligned? You have to find exactly what it is that you feel called to in life and then match that frequency. When you match the frequency, that means you get into the mind and the soul of someone or something that is along this frequency of things that you believe in, that you want to do, that you feel passionate about. When you do that, you start opening yourself up in a way that opens up the floodgates of these visualizations that come in and the downloads that come in. And once you start getting into that creative flow and believing you can do these things and allowing yourself to believe and just kind of play with things, you're going to start noticing all of these ideas are going to come in. And when you're starting out as an entrepreneur or you just are one and you've been doing this for a while, you'll know what I mean when you suddenly have hundreds of ideas and you're like, well, I'm not going to get to all of these, but, you know, I have an idea for this. I have an idea for this. Oh, I had an idea for this and it came out, but I was too busy working on this project. And you see that all the time because we are attracting this flow of idea, this flow of visualizations, attracting in the same like attracts like frequencies 
And it's about you to then take on the action and also the disciplined action. So what do we do? We have to find what it is that we want to do in life, match the frequency, and then attract in the things while we also have those visualizations of that end goal. Believe that we can no matter what, no matter what anyone says, no matter how difficult it feels or it seems or it's appearing to be. And then take the action and continue to take disciplined action going forward until you get there. Okay, so now I'm going to go over a list of things I have written down and I have taken notes on even just for myself as reminders of things I wish I knew before starting a business. These would have been helpful tips as a business owner to relate to me to a beginner and things I would have really appreciated knowing ahead of time because they would have saved me some of the things I've experienced But, of course, I had to learn these things in order to grow, in order to build that tougher skin, to work on my belief system, and hopefully this relates to you and you get some value out of it and helps you within your ventures of whatever you're starting out. Okay, starting off with number one, not everyone you expect to support you will. Okay, this is a big one. This is something that hit me right away. And many of the people that you think are going to support you may actually end up being jealous of you not understand what you're doing or understand why you're doing it, and they might criticize you as well. And of course, there's going to be people who have full support and only motivation and encouragement, and that's amazing, and I hope that is your journey. But if it's not, which it often doesn't tend to be because when we are starting something new, especially if you're coming from a family who is traditional, who does work the typical nine-to-five, who isn't used to doing something different or has a lot of judgmental characters and traits, they're going to project, of course, you know, I've talked about this in many episodes. So understand that the people that you expect to support you, whether that be friends or families or mentors or whoever it is to you, expect that there's a chance that they may not. And you may go on this other end of the scale where you're going to get these negativities. So Expect this with friends, families right off the bat. And you may think you know someone until you tell them you're going to do something different. And maybe it was something they always wanted to do. Maybe it was something they truly do not understand and don't believe in. Suddenly their true colors will show to you and there will be a lack of support if this is how it's going for you. And unwarranted criticisms and maybe even crude comments like telling you to give up and you can't do it. They don't really believe you can do it. They don't understand why you would do it and all of that. You need to acknowledge that for what it is, and it's either projection, jealousy, or just lack of growth and open-mindedness, and ignore it. Literally ignore whatever, if any of this comes in. You have to get past this. This is number one. This is your first test, okay? Because a lot of times we look to the people closest to us for this encouragement because we feel vulnerable when we're starting. We're like, this is new. This is scary. This is exciting. I don't know if this is going to work. And I need to hear from the people around me that they believe this is going to work. There's a chance you're not going to have that. If you have that, great. If you don't, please understand that that is not supposed to discourage you. That is supposed to test you. This is where you build some of your tough skin. People saying things to you left and right, dart them off, return to sender. I always say this. Okay, pretend you're building, and this is a little more spiritual, but this is what I like to do. You put a big golden bubble around you, okay, wherever you go, and nothing can get through to it. And anything that anyone has to say to you that is negative, that isn't warranted, that isn't helpful, return to sender. It literally hits the bubble, goes back to them. You have to get past this stage. When I first started out, I was super vulnerable to all of this. Whoever it was close to me said things all the time. I had constant comments, constant criticisms, constant advice I did not ask for. Okay. A lot of times, almost every single time, I did not ask for anyone's advice because I truly knew my path. I researched a shit ton. I worked really hard. I talked to those people that I had desired conversations to talk to because I knew that they were doing what. I wanted to do, or I knew they had knowledge in that area, so I would go to those people. But a lot of times, these conversations came, and I did not see them coming, okay, because I would just be entering into a conversation with somebody, thinking they were just asking about how things were going, and going to be encouraging, frankly. That's what I believed, because I was just naive. And a lot of times, I would just get the most negative criticisms and comments that 
we're also often very wrong advice. Okay. And I'll get into that in a different part, but never was wanted. I never really wanted it. And it did not help me. I can't think of one time where someone gave me advice that I didn't even ask for. And it was helpful, to be honest. It really, and this was from people who were just around me and close to me. So a lot of times it wasn't from the right kind of crowd that I needed the influence and advice from anyway. So expect this and protect yourself and get used to bad comments, get used to negativity, just like you would get used to having compliments. These should be all neutralized, frankly. And I truly strongly believe this. I've talked about this in previous episodes. I believe the episode, not everyone is going to like you. It's along the same lines of this. Whether it's a positive comment or a negative comment, learn to work on neutralizing it for yourself so that no matter what anyone says, you don't get affected by that. You're not energetically impacted. You're not emotionally fired up either way. This is really important because you then have the control. You then have the control of how you feel and where you're going and your energy behind it and your mind and your thoughts. Very crucial. And by the way, there's an easy way to tell if someone is just projecting or if they're jealous. When you finish something and when you show the projectors, the people that tell you that you can't do this because of their own life experience, so they know they haven't been able to do it or they haven't seen anyone do it, so therefore they don't believe you can do it. That's projection. A lot of times when I've encountered this, I've seen people change very quickly on their belief system when they see me accomplish the thing they told me I couldn't. Then suddenly they're switched. They're 100% switched, 180, suddenly believe it could be done. (laughs) And that's how I know it's projection. If it's jealousy, then that is when you're going to see when things get done and accomplished, you're still getting a lot of negativity. You're still getting jealous comments, criticism, and lack of encouragement, where a projection, someone who's just purely projecting without jealousy, suddenly they'll be like, oh, wow, okay, I didn't know that this could be done, but you just did it. And that's awesome. What's next? Because suddenly you crack into their belief system a little bit and you change something. Jealousy is different. You're going to see suddenly someone either starts talking crap about what you're doing. They start criticizing it more. Maybe they don't want to share. If you hope for them to share, but they don't want to. Or if they try to talk about themselves when you're trying to talk about something you've accomplished. If they always try to steal the light from you. If they're, you know, making fun of you or if they make jabs at things. Like, you're going to notice key quality differences between someone who's just simply projecting based on life experience or someone who's jealous of you and just doesn't want to see you do this or succeed because maybe they've wanted to do this and they never had the guts to or they never decided to, they never motivated themselves to, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. That's their problem, not yours. So all in all, number one, not everyone is going to support you. You got to get over that, expect that, neutralize that. Moving on to number two. You need to continue to educate yourself past your education or whatever degree you got, past your initial steps and phases of building a business, past even the first few years in, and past everything. It is a constant learning process. Anyone that tells you they know everything, that's not true. There's always someone smarter. There's always changes within how our world is moving, whether it be media, our economy, the way we market things, the way capitalism is flowing, everything is constantly changing. I can't tell you how many additional courses I've taken outside of my college degree to keep learning about topics I knew I needed more of to help me and my business grow. And a lot of times with what I got out of my degree, I wouldn't say that a lot of it was beneficial to helping me start a business. I got a BS in business with concentrations in management information systems and entrepreneurship which is, it really covered a lot in business, I would say, okay? But a lot of the things that I learned, I wouldn't say that I used when starting my business. A lot of it just was helping me be disciplined as well with business and growing a business. But outside of graduating, I ended up taking so many courses on my own because there were specific areas I wanted to dive deeper and I knew I needed to learn more. So whether it's a coach or a course or something else, many books, look for as many resources as possible. Okay, and there's plenty of free resources out there, but there's also, you know, a lot of paid resources that are worth paying for because they have value behind them. Don't think you're an expert. Don't make that mistake. 
let go of your ego. Realize there are always people out there more intelligent than you and can provide value. You just need to find them, be open, humble, and willing to learn. And we are always in an ever-changing world. We always have to continue to learn and adapt as business owners. If you want to keep up with the times, if you want to keep up with the newer generations, I see a lot of older business owners get stuck in this issue and problem, and not everyone, but I do see this tend to happen where they started business 20, 30, 40 years ago, and they are used to doing it a certain way because that is how they started out. And then they continue to only attract the older generations who continue to only be on these older form of medias and these older forms of advertising. And they're not willing to be open to changing things because it's scary, because they are overwhelmed, because they did not continue to learn and keep up as they were growing. They just stuck with what worked. Don't do that. You stick with what works, but you also expand. You also learn more. You keep up. You keep learning. Because as you get older, this is going to happen as well. Whatever you learn now is going to change. Everything always changes. There's still some consistency behind the original formats and foundational parts of what it is behind where you start, but things are always changing. You have to always be open to learning. Be willing to understand that there's going to be people around you that are way more intelligent than you. There's that old quote that says, never be the smartest person in the room or however it goes. Because then where are you going to expand? Where are you going to learn from? You want to be able to learn from people from other different experiences and not be thinking you're the biggest shark and you know everything. That's not going to get you anywhere. It's one thing to have confidence, but it's another to shut yourself down from learning and from growing, which is incredibly valuable and important, especially the way technology is moving these days, okay? We have jumped into a extreme version of AI and things are catapulting into a very different way of living. And whether it be how people make money, how businesses grow, how businesses use AI tools, this is incredibly different than traditional marketing back in the day where people used radio and TV ads and newspapers. So understand old media, understand how it worked, understand current media and keep up with what is moving and coming in in the future and really just be very well-rounded and you want to take this way of thinking and niche it down to the business or area that an industry that you're trying to go into understand your competitors understand the way the industry has worked for x amount of years in the past all the ways that things have been flowing and have been successful and look to ways of how it could be improved look to see what has worked, look to see what has failed, and keep learning about the different parts of its growth and how it can grow using the different changes within the world and the different tools that are coming out. This is all about a macro view, frankly, and taking it from a macro view and bringing it into micro into the business and industry that you're going into or that you have a business in. So keep learning, stay humble, always be willing and open to expanding. Okay, number three, learn how to delegate when you can, but also accept that in the beginning, you simply will just wear many hats, many of which you may hate or dislike. Okay, so start off learning everything you can and knowing it well in all areas of your business. So number one, you don't get scammed when you hire people and delegate the things you no longer want to do. I have watched in real time other business owners get completely scammed because they didn't know For instance, how much a website costs or how to build and what goes into it or SEO work or certain types of marketing or some sort of database building or content creation. It could be about any sector of the business, all right? But when you lack knowledge, you are vulnerable for people to take advantage and they will. And going back to wearing many hats and doing the things that you don't like, this is discipline. This is where your discipline kicks in. We often have to do things we don't want to do because we see ourselves building this business and we see where we want to be, but we don't often get to start there, especially if you don't have the capital to invest, okay? And you're just starting off bootstrapped from scratch, from the pennies in your pockets, whatever it is that you have. You have to wear many hats. You have to do many things. You have to learn many skills. I've had to learn a huge array of skills within starting a business that I did not come out of college knowing in order to just make this business thrive and grow. 
like learning photography, editing, videography, web design, SEO, content creation, how to market and grow using all of that content, how to run ads, how to create a funnel, a marketing funnel and retargeting funnel and how to learn about my target audience and how to take certain lifestyle and product photography, how to work on sales and marketing, how to grow a client list, how to do email marketing, build contracts, stepping into international business, working with customs and laws and rules and shipping, how the shipping works and different shipping rates and companies. I can go on and on. The list goes on and on. Every single thing I've had to learn by myself. And you're going to have the same thing when it comes to starting your own thing. There's going to be things you have to learn. There's going to be a learning curve for everything, right? And I can't say that I enjoy a lot of the things I've had to learn. I had to learn them because without me doing them, who's going to do it? I had to do it. I had to learn. I had to do it. And a lot of times when you finally can delegate, let's say you are building up a good revenue with the business, the business is growing, you finally can hire someone to take on certain tasks that are just really taking away from your time, except letting go and giving other people the ability to work on the things you don't like and hiring people to do so. As business owners who wear the many hats, we often have a really hard time letting go of the things that we've been working on really hard for a very long time because it's like our baby and now we're handing it off to someone else because we're ready to focus on bigger things, but we have a hard time delegating. But guess what? You're taking away from your time. Your time is incredibly valuable. And this goes into know when and how much to pay someone for quality work as well. Don't skimp out on important things. That's why knowing the worth of things is incredibly important. So when you're doing it and you're wearing that hat versus when you pass that hat off to someone else, you know what it takes to do what you're looking for to do. Sure, maybe someone will not do it as well as you or think the same way because it's your business and your vision and you can work to train them to be like that and think that way. Also, do your research, looking at competitors of the people you're looking to hire, looking at their clients and so on. All of this is really important. First, wearing the many hats, learning the many skills you need to learn, understanding what it takes to succeed in those skill sets and those different sectors of your business, and then knowing who to hire, how much it costs, and then accepting the delegation and hiring of those jobs and letting go of the fact that you will not have full total control over every aspect of it, which a lot of times we often want and feel the need to have because we're starting this off solo or almost solo, whether it's with you or a partner, and it takes a lot to let it go. You got to let it go. Get rid of the emotion and understand you are now taking on the bigger things to help the business expand. And that takes us into number four, work on things that only move the needle. So what does it mean to move the needle? Moving the needle means what are the things that are going to make a big jump within your business? So from a macro view, what's the thing that's actually going to make a change, get you to the next step, get you to the next goal? When you get to a place where you can focus on moving the needle, and sometimes some people suggest only focusing on that, and that's a, definitely an approach and way you can take things when you first start out. But moving the needle essentially means focus on the things that are going to make a difference, going to make a change, going to get you to that next stage, going to grow you. What are the things worth your attention and focus? What are the things that are a waste of your time? And I do think that that's very important in all aspects of whatever stage you're in in your business, but it's also important to just be disciplined and consistent in the small areas you're building as well, because they're going to need growth and build. So it's about the balance of it all. But moving the needle and that concept really comes into play when you're just overworked, when you are spending too much time on unnecessary tasks that are not getting you anywhere. Ask yourself, is this moving the needle or is this not getting me anywhere? Is this a waste of my time? Because like I said, your time is very valuable. What are the things that move the needle for you? Okay, and going into number five, a lot of people will tell you that they know what they're doing to help you grow. And sometimes they're referred to as gurus. And some of them will and many of them won't. I have taken at least 10 marketing courses, and this is not including the ones I've taken within school and at my university. 10 marketing courses, at least, outside of this when I started my businesses from all different coaches and instructors and programs, and they all promise the exact same outcome, okay? 
I like to call this inception marketing. I came up with this terminology. I have not heard it anywhere else before, but I'm sure that people think this way as well. When you really start to learn about marketing, but I call it inception marketing because I use it to explain what I've studied really hard and noticed over the years with these marketing gurus and teachers and coaches and programs, instructors. They know their target audience, which is any business owner or anyone looking to grow anything, you know, a personal brand, a platform. They know what you want to get out of it, which is usually the same exact outcome, whether it's an increased audience, brand awareness, purchases with your products and services, and email marketing lists. All of these things is just essentially growth within your business, more revenue, you know, reaching a certain monthly income, whatever it is. But this one tricky part I do notice as well is that you have this one person who teaches how to grow your business online, how to grow your idea online. And people join that course or whatever it is, and then they start creating their own course on how to grow your business online and how to grow your brand online and all of that. And then they grow an audience and then that audience takes that course and then they start their own course on how to grow online. And it just becomes this inception or what we have seen as pyramid schemes or MLM, which stands for multi-level marketing. And I'm not saying that it's wrong to do this. There are many people that do it and there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. Unless, of course, you're being promised a outcome that you're not going to achieve or people are lying about what they have achieved with their results and what they have taught or lying about who they've worked with and telling you that they can help you when they've never helped someone the same way in the same industry, of course. And sometimes that's hard to figure out. And some of these people are charging thousands and thousands of dollars and will not get you the desired outcome you're looking for. Be aware to the fact that there are people doing this and all they're doing is taking a program that they learned and kind of iterating it, making it their own, and then teaching it themselves. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I've said before, it's great to have many different types of creators and ways of doing things because some people will learn better from other people and that's fine. But if you are someone who is trying to grow your business and it's a very niche business and has nothing to do with being a marketing service business. You have to learn whether or not you're really going to learn the key skills and points from this coach or this course or whatever program you're signing up for, or if it's simply one of those things where it's more MLM or white labeling a program to make it your own. And really, that's very important to discern and understand because there has been plenty of times where I made that mistake. So this is more of a warning to you to learn what is going to help me and actually what are the different outcomes and reviews and different people and clients and businesses that this coach or program has worked with and what are their success levels? Do they have people in my industry or are they just simply white labeling their program, teaching it, and then there's many more people coming out and teaching the same thing with a twist on their own and slapping their name and titles of the program onto it. And a lot of times it's very easy to reach out to this target audience because it is a large sector of a lot of different kinds of people in a lot of different industries. People who teach marketing on social media and online are reaching target audiences that are so varied amongst so many different industries just simply looking to grow, to grow their business, to grow their revenue, to grow their following. They teach the same steps of what you're supposed to do, and they do it themselves in their marketing. <laughs> so it's inception marketing in that way because it's this intertwined circle. And, you know, a lot of times they do teach all the same things. Sometimes it's more focused on one area than another, like, let's say, learning how to build a funnel for email marketing versus learning how to build a funnel for Facebook or Instagram ads, right? But it's also like, what is a marketing funnel? So they're all teaching the basics of what it is, but then they're honing in and niching down onto a certain area to make it more specific and unique. And when you start learning the basis of what marketing is, you can take that and use it everywhere. So when you have someone teaching you how to do Facebook ads, how to grow an Instagram account, they're really the same thing. It's all from the foundational parts and aspects of marketing. And then people have different twists and ways of thinking and philosophies and ways of teaching it. 
maybe they'll teach the exact same program as one other person, but they'll call it something completely different. And all of this becomes really tricky when you're first starting out as a business owner. And I'll definitely go into another episode where I just break down marketing in general and your buyer psychology. I think this is incredibly important to learn about. Essentially, you want to have discernment when you are looking for help. You want to study marketing and you want to study about your business. You want to look to what other people who have been successful in the same area of your business have done before, what they have learned, what they have allocated, as well as be open to, like I said before, changes and new things within your industry. But don't get schemed and tricked by gurus, but also be open to people who can bring value. Do your due diligence with the people you choose to learn from. And there was a lot of times where I have spent a lot of money and did not learn a new thing from the last course I spent a lot of money on. So I can say that it has allowed me to learn how to break apart someone's marketing funnel where they're marketing to me and rebuild it myself. I have learned a lot of skills behind analyzing different marketers, and that's a whole different story for another time. But don't close yourself off completely from taking new courses and learning, but also be cautious and do your due diligence when you are going to learn from someone and pay them for a service to learn about a certain area or aspect of your business that they promise an outcome for. Okay, number six, there will be a lot of missteps, failure, gatekeeping, and figuring it out all on your own. This simply just takes time. Understand that failure is absolutely normal. The more you fail, the more you learn. Don't fail on the same thing twice, doing the exact same thing. Learn from the first one, iterate, and start over with a different pivoted attempt. Also, when you have an end goal and you decide to pivot, that doesn't mean you pivot your end goal necessarily. Sometimes it does, but sometimes you still have your end goal, but you have to pivot the way you get there. And I do notice a lot of times people, if they decide to pivot, they just completely get rid of their original passion and idea and what they wanted to do. Sometimes you just have to take a slightly different path to get there. Other times, yes, you have to be open to, is this desired outcome still the best outcome for the business? And again, our attachments to the business and what we build and our baby of how we grow it sometimes gets in the way. So we have to be open to changes. But also stick to your vision, stick to what your passion is. Don't let people just completely come in and change why you started something, what you foresaw for the business, your main vision for it all, because there will be people, especially as you grow, trying to come in and change things and trying to think of what is the best way to increase the revenue of this company and the money and only that. And sometimes it destroys the heart and passion behind the business. So stick to what you know, stick to what you love, but also be open to change in a way that is ever growing for your vision. And then along the lines of gatekeeping, yes, people gatekeep. It's a pain in the ass. You will encounter it. Just learn how to deduce when it's worthy of discovering or simply when someone is bullshitting you like a smoke and mirror show. And for those of you who want to gatekeep, I have this simple thing to explain that I really say that goes with anything in life. You can tell your entire plan, and I'm not talking about proprietary information, <laughs> but you can tell your entire plan to a group of people. And almost 99% of them will either not remember, put the effort in, or do it the same way as you, or accomplish the same things, or have the same vision. You can lay out every single step to take, and it's very rare that it will all be done. People tend to be lazy. And again, not talking about proprietary information and all of that. That needs to be gatekept. <laughs> but if you know the steps to grow, let's say on social media, and want to gatekeep it, why? The same goes for anyone you're trying to learn from. If someone is willing to put the effort in, then great. But most people will not. So stop gatekeeping. I mean, we've seen this in the influencer industry and all it has done has caused a lot of rift between brands and creators, right? So it's taken a long time. And also as a brand owner and business owner, it's been very difficult to not be scammed in this way and learn about how the industry works myself. It took so much effort to understand what people get paid as creators. Being a small business owner who doesn't have the capital to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on influencer campaigns monthly or quarterly or yearly. 
So learning this has been very hard, and a lot of companies do not want to disclose this information, even though there is also this discourse of creators and influencers wanting to be paid properly. But as a small business owner, and I'm not talking from you know a large corporation standpoint, that's very different. As a small business owner, it has been near impossible to get clear information about how influencers get paid, how much they get paid, what they get paid to do, and also reaching out and working with those influencers because, again, everything is so gatekept. It's all behind different paywalls, and it's pretty insane. When it comes to anything, you know, you have to decide as your business owner, what am I going to keep private? What am I going to share? It depends what kind of industry you're in, what kind of business you're in. Of course, there's going to be things that are supposed to be kept to that business and private, and it's your bread and butter of the business. But there are other things when someone else is trying to grow, and maybe they're just a fellow entrepreneur and they are not a competitor, and they're just trying to learn. Often you see the people that are more successful than you. There's that quote that goes, the people that are more successful than you are not going to judge you and criticize you. That's not always necessarily true. There are people who are financially more successful that are very judgmental which I've encountered. And that doesn't mean, though, that they are anywhere where I want to be. So when it comes to that quote, it is the people that are more successful than you that are the kinds of people you want to be that aren't necessarily going to judge you and they're going to encourage you. And I encourage you to also think about if someone is judging you and they are more successful than you and they're making you feel down and low and not encouraging you, then maybe you don't really want to be like them. So kind of think about who you're modeling your future self after when it comes to that. And going off of that, going into number seven, your network is vital. It is your energy flow for your business. Your network is as far as sometimes you can go and grow, right? So you want to work on growing your network. You want to get used to networking. And also you want to stay clear of people who will be very negative for your growth, for your business, for your mindset, bring you into the wrong crowds of people. It's really also about discerning the type of person you want to be, getting clear on the goals you want to achieve, where you want to take your career and your success, and then looking to the types of people that are really up there and also how they branch off into these other sectors and groups. So you can start on, for instance, LinkedIn. I know so many people think it's kind of a cheesy place to be, But if you want to start getting yourself out there and want to start expanding your network, this is what that social platform was designed for. And there are plenty of business owners and very, very successful people out there that are on LinkedIn and connecting every single day. Okay, so get over the weird societal belief that LinkedIn is a lame place to be if you're trying to grow a network. So you start there, then start looking at networking groups. There's free and paid ones out there solely for networking. And if you're still in school at college, you should have plenty of opportunities to network as well. So take advantage of that. Join different organizations. Make sure you're going to different career days and, you know, branch out and even reach out to alumni. A lot of times alumni will accept a conversation with you because they just went simply to the same university as you and they're trying to give back. So Tap into your network and resources, and even if you're very uncomfortable, this is something that is very important. So a lot of times people who are more introverted or just have a hard time having small talk may have trouble with the whole idea of networking. Try not to look at networking as something that's kind of sleazy or schmoozing because that's kind of how I used to look at it when I first started out, and it's really not about that. Maybe it feels that way from, it could be the school you go to or the people you're surrounded with, then those are not the right people to be networking with, number one, and this type of circle you want. Your network is how you grow your business. So for me, for instance, for one of my businesses, I have an international network of designers and connections that I utilize in order to bring in product. If I didn't keep up with those connections, I wouldn't be able to continue with my product and the growth of my business. So it's really about building connections with people who you have a synchronistic relationship with, where they give you and you give back and you both have a nice flow of energy. It's also important to keep up with your connections when you finally make connections. So you want to check in. And this is another practice that sometimes takes some time to get used to doing. But 
learn how to keep up with your connections. And depending on who they are, maybe it's a yearly check-in, a quarterly check-in. It's really important. Trust me on that, because otherwise you're going to burn a bridge or lose a connection that you worked really hard to build. Keeping people in mind, especially for certain things you're doing, is also really important and they'll keep you in mind. So your network and building connections, helping people within your network, and then they'll give back is all this flowing energy that is really, really important. People sometimes can simply grow their business through their network, through the connections they have, because you'll have someone say, hey, you know what? I know someone who is interested in this, and next thing you know, you have business. Like It could be that fast, right? Building a network and networking, everybody knows someone. Get used to just talking with people, and if you're afraid to do it, I implore you to just start, and if you're someone who doesn't want to show up in person right now, start on LinkedIn. Really, start on LinkedIn, craft a nice, unique message to somebody that's genuine, and just start there and keep going. Okay, number eight, know when to pivot. I kind of touched on this a little bit, but to go into it a little deeper, as I mentioned, sometimes as business owners, we get very attached. Don't get attached. And realize that your attachments are your emotions getting in the way of your success. It's time to pivot, then you need to pivot. It could be about anything. It could be even your strategy for marketing or social media. If something is not working and you're realizing that you're wasting resources and utilizing a lot of manpower and it is not going in the direction it should, get ahead of it and pivot so that you can fix things. And the same goes for a type of business structure that maybe is not working. Do not keep pursuing something in the same way and fashion if it is just not working and it's just constantly going downhill. You have abilities to save the direction in which things are going. If you take a step back, look at it from a macro perspective, where are we now? What's the end goal? How else can we get there? So learn how to pivot, be accepting to pivoting, and be open to different strategies and outcomes. Number nine, accept that even if it started out as your idea, let's say you're first to market, There's going to be competitors, lookalikes, and copycats that come out of the woodworks and just pop up over the years. What keeps you in business and what makes you different is you. Your uniqueness, your visualizations, your certain qualities you have about you, your approaches to how you go about things, your ability to think outside the box and think of things uniquely based on your passion. If you were able to do it once, you can do it hundreds of times more. So... Do not get discouraged by people who try to copy you, who try to mimic your business, who pop up as a competitor. What makes your business unique is you. Use that as your superpower. Number 10, don't tell everyone your ideas before you initiate them and grow them. And this is different than gatekeeping. I am talking about there is a time and place to gatekeep as far as your privacy of just your ability to withstand your mindset and growing your business. You do not want to tell people before it's ready. You know, I like to say sometimes tell people after it's launched or tell people after it's made some success because when people get into your head, as I talked about way earlier in the episode, and you are in the middle of the building phase, sometimes you are more susceptible to different things people are going to say about what you're building and it could deter you from your outcome. So so I would suggest sometimes quietly building, and then a big loud launch. Okay, number 11, people will get into your head and try to change your mindset because of their life experiences. Don't let them. So again, this is what I've talked about earlier. You know, this though, I want to get into a little deeper because I have experienced this very in-depthly, and this will affect how you attract your next opportunity. Okay, so we've heard of the law of attraction. I've talked about it in previous episodes. What about when you are attracting great things, but you are easily influenced? I'll tell you what happens because it happened to me. When I started my business at 23, I was young, impressionable, but also fiery and passionate and ready to take on anything. I got most of my downloads and visualizations and ideas at this time because I was so excited about what I was going to do. I believed I could do and accomplish anything with no limit. I knew I was destined for great things. I came up with one idea after another and really believed in myself so strongly. And from ages 23 to 25, I really did big things in a very short amount of time. But during that time, I also was open to listening to people. I listened to the people around me about what they thought I should do, even when I didn't ask their opinion, like I said earlier. And frankly, I rarely ever asked anyone's opinion again, but 
Because I was young, the older people in my life just thought that they had every right to tell me what to do and how to do it, even if they had no idea what I was doing. And a lot of times they really did not have any idea what I was up to and what I was building, what I was doing. But people got into my head. And in the beginning, when I started off, you know, I was told how to do things, how to change things, even though I had a vision and I listened sometimes. And even if it was subconsciously, I listened and it got into me and it didn't get me where I wanted. I ended up becoming very insecure. I ended up getting imposter syndrome after, not even before I started, but after I started, you know, whether it was posting on social media, putting myself out there, my ability to take a business as far as I could, my ability to charge what I wanted to based on what I believed and researched and what my competitors were doing. Some people told me to do traditional forms of marketing because they had done it in the past and their crowd was an older audience and they weren't open to the new ways of media so they didn't understand or learn it. People told me if I didn't start making a certain amount of money at a certain point, I should quit and go get a nine to five. I was told everything you can think of. Some people talked about the quality of some of my products, even though they had never touched it or understood anything about it. They just saw a picture and, you know, they were jealous, frankly, because they had somewhat of a competition. There were plenty of people around me that told me that I would never travel again, even though one of my businesses was built on travel and that I should take advantage of the one trip I got to take for business because that's never happening again, because they worked their traditional nine to fives and they didn't understand the life I was trying to build. I was told a lot of wild and crazy things. Everything was analyzed so much so, and I took all of it in. I did not reject it. I did not return to sender. And I became deeply insecure. And suddenly I had extreme imposter syndrome. I wasn't sure I could really accomplish anything. And I also stopped attracting opportunities. And this is not a coincidence because I lowered my frequency. I lowered my belief system. I started feeling down. I started feeling bad. I went from feeling like I could take on anything to I'm not really sure I can do this. Now I'm feeling insecure. Now I don't feel good about this. Now I don't feel as excited about this. It translated even to how I was marketing my business on social media, my willingness and passion to create content about the business because I just wasn't as excited. And you always have to be your own cheerleader in the beginning, especially as a solo entrepreneur. You're the one who's creating the excitement around the brand first. So you have to be the one who's most excited to get everyone else excited. This is just the influence of it. So I just was no longer excited. I was not feeling good about it. This was very easy. This energy comes off so easily of suddenly not attracting ex the, the next steps and not building onto the next steps. People start picking up on low frequencies when you're a business owner, whether it's desperation or not having confidence within your business or the lack of excitement within your business, the lack of ability to grow. People pick up on this. Customers pick up on this. And depending on what stage of business you're in, you will stop attracting opportunities for the next stage. Because this passion behind being an entrepreneur and being a business owner and your idea and what you want to do, again, this goes back to what I said earlier with your belief system, is what attracts the energy when you take action. And I found myself taking a lot of action, but not feeling good about it anymore. So I wasn't getting anywhere. I was spinning my wheels so much and literally getting nowhere. And this was coupled with people getting into my head, making me feel bad and making me not feel confident making me question what I was doing, making me feel like I wasn't going to make it far and maybe I should go get a nine to five. I mean, that is so silly. I had invested and worked really hard. I had gotten really far. And on top of it, I wasn't being, you know, encouraged at all. I was mostly being told negative things, bad things, criticisms, things that just would bring you down, especially when you're vulnerable. So don't let people get into your head. Don't let people influence you one way or another. Stand strongly with what you believe in, throw on those horse blinders, and just keep moving forward. Do not listen to what anyone has to say about what you're doing unless they are someone who you are choosing to get advice from because they are successful and they're actually helping you grow, and that is their intention. And that goes into number 12. Do not listen to what people have to say, especially if they've never worked in that industry or had any success in that area. There's so many times where, again, all these conversations I had, 
none of those people that were bringing me down had any experience in anything I was doing. And yet I still listened to them because I was just influenced and had a weak protection system in place. And I didn't have tough skin to stand up for myself and tell them that they had no idea what they were talking about. I was young and, again, impressionable. And I thought people were going to give me encouragement when they didn't. So, again, I listened. None of these people knew what they were talking about. They didn't. They never even stepped into the world of what I was doing. They didn't even know. They couldn't even tell anyone and explain anything that I was doing. And so that was another interesting thing that is very important, very necessary to understand. Don't accept advice from people who are just sitting there telling you things because they want to, because whatever, and they have no idea what they're talking about. Okay, number 13, bootstrapping and capital funding are incredibly different experiences. Understand both. Understand what happens when you bootstrap versus when you have funding and the different opportunities you have and the different things you learn. And decide also if you wanted to get funding, what you're willing to give up with your business or not. You know, so this is very important and a lot of people don't actually understand the differences. So take the time to learn about what goes into that stuff. Number 14, learn how to cheer yourself on and celebrate even the smallest of wins. I can't tell you how many times I, because I was influenced by everyone, (laughs) chose not to celebrate some of the big things that I accomplished early on in my career because I was made to feel like they weren't a big deal or they were small when really they were actually a very big deal. And some of the things I was doing, it's pretty incredible when I look back at it. And now I see that. But back then I, I feel sad for myself because I was putting so much pressure on myself to listen to everyone, to prove everyone wrong and to keep moving forward and growing that I did not take a second to even celebrate every year I was in business, celebrate some of the different accomplishments I had made so far, recognize the things I've done and the triumphs I've made. I did not do any of that. I, in fact, would think it was a waste of time and silly to even have a dinner celebrating every year in business or reaching a big goal because I was setting my standards up to what my end goal is. And that could be (laughs) very far, many, 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 many years down the line. But what about these tiny goals? What about recognizing these tiny accomplishments? Because they're all adding up to the big one and just staying in business another year and another year and another year is an accomplishment and something worth being celebrated. Making different moves that change and move the needle, that's something to celebrate. And this is something that you need to create a tradition around on your own, especially when you are solo or you are a small group of people, because who else is going to do that for you? You're not going to have people in your life most of the time sitting there saying, wow, look what you've done. Let's celebrate. Like, that's not always going to be the case. You have to do that on your own. You have to take the time to celebrate your accomplishments And really recognize so far what's been done. It also helps encourage the growth in the next steps. Number 15, don't cut corners because there's always some offset of cutting that corner. I always say there are truly no shortcuts because we do have to sacrifice something for that shortcut. So that means anything within your business. That means whether it's your numbers, your accounting, how you supply, how you teach, how you do anything. Don't cut corners because even in the beginning, when you're cutting corners, what does that set you up for 10 years down the line? How many corners are you going to cut by then? And everyone has a different philosophy on this, but I truly believe in even if it's a slower build, it's going to be stronger this way. The foundation is going to be stronger when you're not starting off cutting corners and doing things that really end up just hurting your business in the long run than helping it. So so this is also about patience and the acceptance of foundational building, which makes the difference between a business that can become a multi-million billion dollar company in the long run versus one that maybe only makes it to six figures and you've cut so many corners, sometimes it's harder to get further or you even could get in trouble sooner. So I wouldn't, my biggest thing is really there are truly no shortcuts and cutting corners means sacrifice. Okay, number 16. And this goes back to networking as well, but choose wisely with whom you get into business with and who's in your network. 
So the character of the person outside of the business will tell you a lot about how they will be inside of the business. So that is, I truly believe that this is, I've seen this happen numerous amounts of times in many different businesses with many different people. I've observed this for myself. I've observed this with friends and family and other networking connections. If you get a bad vibe and you get a bad gut feeling, trust your gut. Just because someone seems like a good connection because they promise you X, Y, and Z, but they are giving you bad vibes, trust the gut. Like, really don't go for something because you have rose-colored glasses on. If someone is just promising something that sounds so amazing, but you also know that they're kind of sketchy or something's a little up with them or you can't really trust them and there's something wrong or there's some weird vibe, go with your gut. You can build very strong, powerful connections with good people And you could also build very strong and powerful connections with bad people. And the same goes with who you welcome into your business. You want to be very smart. You want to get to know those people very well, observe how they are in life, how they treat their friends and their partners and how they treat their life in general. A lot of what they do within their personal life will relay to the outside and into business. So choose wisely. And this has been a very long episode, so I'm going to wrap it up with number 17, sales and marketing. Okay, I've talked a lot about them, but those are the two most important vital things to learn and have deep knowledge in within your business. Without sales and without marketing, you don't have a business. You just have an idea. And some people might feel defensive about that. Just listen to this. To get sales, you need marketing. Without sales, you're not making any money and therefore you do not have a business because a business really is dependent on a thriving ecosystem and revenue. In order to get sales, you need to know how to market. In order to learn how to market, you do need to study and learn and have knowledge and keep up with our ever-evolving technological realm and world of marketing. Without becoming a master of these two, it is nearly impossible to succeed in business. So I'm going to wrap it up here. In the future, I want to get into the actual steps to take to start a business from idea to product or service and even the paperwork, logistics, the admin work you need to take. And I'll do all of that in different episodes on how to get started, even with marketing your business, as well as start seeing some growth, getting into the details of buyer psychology and finding your target audience. I love to hear what you guys want to learn. So if you want, you can write in on the question box on Spotify to submit some topics or even send me a voice note. I'd love to hear from you guys. But happy new year. Happy 2024. I hope this new year will bring you so much light, happiness, success, growth, and everything you ever wanted. Thank you for listening in to episode 14 and getting into that 88 alignment. Stay tuned for next week's episode. I'll chat with you guys next time. Thank you for listening into the 888 Align podcast. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. I would really appreciate that to help the growth of the podcast. If you want to check out more and join the 888 Align community, you can give the podcast a follow on all social platforms at 888 Align Podcast.